Hey guys, welcome to the Be Different Podcast. We are your hosts, Brian and Shayla. We are inviting you into our living room to have real conversations about people being different. So come hang out with us. We will talk about real life, everyday stuff, things like marriage, parenting, and why doing life together is always the best option. We'll talk about the good times, the stressful times, and the times that you might feel like giving up. You can learn more about our story at anguishhearts.com. Don't forget to connect with us on social media and welcome to our community. Grab your popcorn and brownies and join us each week. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. We are your host. I'm Brian. And I'm Shayla. Thank you for checking us out. We are so grateful you joined us this week. Today is part two of fighting for your marriage, not in your marriage. So if you did not check out last week, go back, check out last week, episode 10 uh, for part one of uh, of this two-part episode series. Shayla, are you excited about part two? So excited about part two. And, <laughs> and hey, if this is your first time, if you, um, if somebody has shared our podcast with you, hey, first and foremost, welcome. We are so glad that you, um, that you found us, yes. that you are joining us. Um, and if you come back week to week, welcome back. We're glad you're here. We are husband and wife. Uh, we've been married 21 years. We've got two kids, uh, live in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, we used to say go Chiefs. Now we say go Royals. Baseball season is here. Thank Spring is you, here. you, Jesus. <laughs> Spring <laughs> is here. The grass is turning green. Hopefully, wherever you live, uh, it's doing the same. Uh, anything else? There's, there's a 30-second bio on who we are. We're inviting you into our living room, having real conversations about people being different. Uh, the, the last week and this week, uh, it's really a, a two-part episode about tension within a marriage. And obviously the play on words, fighting for your marriage instead of in your marriage. But we get this mindset that most married couples fight. Like it's, I mean, it's a joke. It's a culture joke, right? Where, you know, old married couples, we just fight. That's what we do. How, how much do you fight with your spouse? And I, I, I believe that we have numbed, uh, I don't know if numb's the right word. We accept that reality. Yeah. And, uh, Shayla, we've been, we've been pouring into marriages now for quite a few years and it is such a common theme for, I mean, some, some couples fight so much that everybody knows they fight. Some couple, some couples fight behind closed doors, but it's pretty common. Yeah. And, and, you know, and we'll talk about it. Is there, is there such thing, Brian, as healthy fighting in a marriage? Well, but people throw fight, people use the word fighting for, uh, disagreements or not seeing eye to eye. I, I don't know. Healthy fighting is the right word. I think there's, I think there's healthy tension. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> I just said, uh, 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 we're going to talk about tension in marriage. I think there's healthy. I think you have to have healthy, difficult conversations. How about that? Is that a, yeah, I think am that's I great. avoiding it, the word well, this healthy is, fighting? This is know. what I think. Okay. And again, this is just my opinion, but you know, we have in a marriage, you have a husband and a wife, right? Two individual people coming together to be one. And naturally we're not robots, but naturally we're going to have differences. And I think in a marriage differences are okay. As long as you can wrangle in right 
the differences and be able to have open communication about things that could lead to a disagreement, right? We're all going to disagree on something, but do we allow it to fester and, you know, boil into a huge volcano, into a fight, or do we have healthy resolution for disagreement? And I think that that's in a marriage, you're going to have that in any relationship with another person, you're going to have tension, correct? And I think right. it, you're, you're never going to see eye to eye on, yeah. on everything, whether it's financial parenting. Yeah. And so holidays or whatever it might be, you know, is, is there healthy fighting in a marriage? That's, that's a great question. Again, I think you can, you know, have to, you have to really look at that because I think that there is, um, a healthy way to resolve conflict in your marriage. Yeah. We, we answered the question that we get asked quite a bit, Brian and Shayla, do you fight? And our answer is we don't have time to fight. And we are giving you that phrase. We encourage you to use that phrase because our time here on earth is so short. Our marriages are so short when it, I mean, we think about if you get married in your twenties and you, and you live until you're in your eighties. I mean, I mean, what do you be married? 50, 50, 60 years. And it, it just goes so quick. Yeah. And, and we, we waste a lot of time in that tension that we talk about, we waste a lot of couples waste m- months, years of fight, years of fighting and you, and you don't get those years back. So we always say we don't have time to fight. We, yeah. we lost two years of our marriage, um, back in 2005, 2006. You can hear all about that at the end of season one, episode 11 and 12, but we lost Shayla two years of our marriage that yeah. we'll never get back. Yeah. And, and so now we look at our relationship as one of, embracing every moment, embracing every day, enjoying every day. And when we have those difficult conversations, navigating through those conversations in a quick and efficient manner, not overlooking the issue, but just in, in, in the reality of we are in this together, let's, let's resolve this together and move on and, and continue to, to go through life together because, you know, we're better together. And when there's tension, we're not living in community together. Yeah, I think I wrapped up like two two <laughs> seasons of our podcast in like a minute and a half there, but it is it's just so important for you to have a mindset of don't waste your marriage fighting. Yeah, and Brian, I think too, um, you know, we we've used this on our kids um, when when they are fighting, right? Because they're kids, um, you know, we use the phrase, "Would you treat your best friend this way?" And I think that. For the listener right now that is listening, thinking, you know, I, I, I'm in a, I'm in a marriage where all we do is fight and ask yourself the question, the way you treat your spouse, would you treat a coworker? Would you treat a parent? Would you treat your child? Would you treat your best friend? And would, I, would you even treat a stranger, a stranger or your neighbor or, or somebody in the aisle at target? Yeah. Because when you, that's a great question. And, and, and when you, when you're sitting there listening to Shayla, ask that question, I mean, really think about that. Yeah. Would you treat the tone? Would the, you treat? You know, yeah. The, somebody else that way. Yeah. The tone you use with your spouse, the, the harsh words that you use, because the reality, if you treated a coworker the way that you treat your spouse, a lot of you would be fired. Yeah. Yeah. People wouldn't deal with it. And, 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 and why do we, why do we allow ourselves to have the green light to treat our spouse 
somebody who we are doing life with that way. Because it because they're all we we feel like they're always going to be there. Right? Like you you can treat if you know they're always going it's it's kind of like we do the same thing with, with our kids sometimes, right? Using a tone with our kids. It's like, wh- why do we treat our, our children the way that we do? But back to the spouse, I think it's because we feel that they're always going to be there. Yeah. And that goes back to our story. There was a time we were not together. No. So we know what it's like to not have each other. And that's why we don't take the time for granted now. So yeah, the challenge to you is, is let's change that behavior. And, and don't, don't, just take your spouse for granted because we've walked through some, through some hellish months with friends in the last couple of years that they didn't, that people didn't make it. I mean, there are couples that we've been mentoring and walking through some difficult things that they didn't make it. And, uh, you know, you're heartbroken because the way that, that they went out, they're no longer together. Yeah. Right. So, so they're not going to, they're not going to get that time back. They're not, so you just, you just can't take for granted. You've got to treat your spouse with respect and love and, and be very intentional. And last week, Shayla, we talked about, we, we went through a list and we went through half of our list and we hit the pause button. So that's why today's part two, but we went through a list of, and we introduced this, this list with the phrase, when things get tough, the world says, and, and what does that mean? Shayla, when I, when I say when things get tough, the world says, what do we mean when we say that? I mean, it, it's, it's the worldly things, right? It's, it's what your, you know, your friends, your coworkers, um, the, the people of influence around sometimes you, family, extended, sometimes. extended family, yeah, um, think that you should do when things get tough when, in there's, your marriage, te- yeah, when right? there's tension. Um, and we naturally do it right. And, and last, last week we talked about, you know, finding a healthy place to, um, to share struggles with, right? Um, we, we can't go to a, our work and bash our spouse, our spouse. We can't, you know, call our best friend and, you know, say, you know, my husband is so pathetic and blah, 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 blah. You know, we, we can't do that because the world says, Hey, it's okay to complain about your spouse. I mean, you, you can go back and listen to last week, um, and, and some of those bullet points, but you know, we have to shut out the world when we want to focus on something that we care about because the world will be louder. And, and if your marriage, not if I'm telling you, your marriage is worth it to fight for it. And we talked about, you know, who is in your army to help fight for your marriage, not to help you fight in your marriage. And so that's, again, you know, when the, when things get tough, the world says, hey, man, like, it's okay. You're justified, right? The world will justify your feelings. And you look for people to justify those feelings. So yeah. when there is tension, like you said, it's okay to complain about your spouse. We talked about when things get tough, the world says it's okay to leave for the office early in the morning or come home late at night to avoid, to avoid tension in the marriage and sometimes to avoid even kids and the family the entire family situation. Um, and then the third uh, option that we talked about, uh, it's okay, or the, when, when things get tough, the world says, hey, you just grew apart. And we do not like mm-hmm. that phrase. No. You didn't just grow apart, you stopped growing together. Yeah. Uh, we could spend a whole hour talking about that, but uh, that's a phrase that we we want you to eliminate out of your thought process because you didn't grow apart, you just stopped growing together and you're not putting the 
the effort into growing together. And then the fourth one we talked about, Shayla, what's the fourth one? That it's okay to look as divorce as an option, right? You know, you start throwing, or you, you're you're in a fight, you're in a disagreement, and you just start throwing around that word divorce, right? And and we, we've got to stop doing it. It's it's not healthy for your marriage. Um, you know, that's it's it's a it's a threat, right? Yeah. And is that truly what you want? You know, are are you using it as as leverage in a fight? Um, and and we just as followers of Christ, we have to be different. We have to change the culture of what marriage looks like today. And that starts with every listener. You might be in a very hard place in your marriage, but don't look at divorce as, as the easy button, because I can guarantee you the hardest time in your marriage is going to be right now. If you are, if you are fighting with your spouse, because if you get divorced, it only gets messier and it only gets harder and the fighting gets worse. I, I, I can guarantee you of that. We see it. Um, you know, we've, we've walked through people with people who, um, have, have gotten divorced, right? Right. And, and to see them on, on the other side of the marriage, you know, they, they may tell themselves, Hey, I'm, I'm happier. I'm this or that. But deep down inside, it's still the fighting. It's still, you know, the things that led them to where they are were never resolved and they're continuing them with either more relationships or whatever that might be. So yeah. And whatever tension was in the marriage before it's still there Yeah. now, but now you have added tension. So now you've got your coordinating kids and back and forth and weekends and every other week and picking up from school and holidays. And there, there's so many other things that, that in the moment you just say, well, I just, I just want to be happy. Or if I was with somebody else, I'd be happy. You're just creating more tension. Am I jumping ahead? You're yeah. smiling at me. I'm <laughs> yeah. jumping ahead to our list. But that was, that was, uh, those were the four we talked about last week. Yeah. So go back and we, we talked in more detail about those four, but we're going to, we're going to continue with the second half of the list. And then we're also going to talk about resolving conflict. Yeah. Did you promise the listener last week yeah. you would, we would share some of that? So we got to put a pretty bow on this, gotta right? Make, <laughs> we got to wrap this up with some, yeah, some things that you can walk away with and go, okay, if I can implement these when we have tension, then we can be a little bit better off than we are right now. Yep. All right. Because at the end of the day, we care for you. We care for your marriage. And we are in your corner fighting with you to fight for your marriage. All yeah. right, Shayla, let's, let's, let's start with the second half to our list of when things get tough, the world says. All right. When things get tough, the world says, man, you can find somebody better who will make you happy. I just said that, didn't I? You just said <laughs> I that. I gave it away. Um, but it's such a common, it's such a common phrase or common thought process when there's tension in a marriage. But here's the deal. At some point in your marriage, listener, you were happy. And at some point they were the person that made you the most happy ever, ever, ever in your entire life. And you were in love and you yeah. couldn't wait to spend more time with them. What happened? So there's the problem. There's the red flag. Okay. So when the world says, man, you can find somebody who will make you happy. Red flag. You were happy. What happened? You know, what's interesting about talking through this list. We do this a lot in our marriage mentoring <laughs> and at a marriage experience, a weekend marriage experience. And this is where we usually reference going back to session one, right? Or week one. 
uh, I miss those days. I'm, you know, stupid COVID. We have we haven't had any marriage events in a while, but uh, there are so many valuable th- things early in your relationship that you can go back to as monumental mm-hmm. moments to help you fight this idea that if I if I was just with someone else, I'd be happier. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's 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 a lie. These are all lies from the enemy. You can't believe what the enemy is trying to force you to believe. Yeah. All right, Brian, what's the next one on our list? Do you have it there? I do. Okay. When things get tough, the world says there are more fish in the sea. Mm. That's such a stupid phrase. <laughs> this one's so dumb. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's dumb. Um, and here's why. Shelly, you've said it multiple times. Your spouse was created specifically for you. Yeah. Right? Whatever you're hanging on to, whatever baggage, whatever tension, whatever issues you're having with your current spouse, guess what? The the next fish in the sea is going to have the same things or you're going to have the same things that you haven't resolved and it's just going to follow you. Yeah. And and, and again, some of these questions you have to um, look in the mirror and ask yourself, where, where or who is the common denominator in, in the problem, right? And, And we'll talk about it here, you know, coming up, it's part of that, um, how, how we are going to help you, um, if, if fighting in your marriage is, is a problem, but, um, sometimes the hardest part of it, Brian, is recognizing your own flaws in the marriage, right? I mean, cause we're not perfect people, but yet we will find every flaw in our spouse before we will f- even look at it in ourselves. We have a good friend that, uh, pastors a church in central Kansas and I love I've heard him say this so many times. Uh, he he'll he'll say, "Hey, guess what? Your spouse didn't marry a perfect person either." Mic drop. <laughs> say that again. Your spouse did not marry a perfect person either. That goes back to you have to look in the mirror. Yeah. All right, Shayla, roll on with the next one. All right. So when things get tough, the world says, oh, "Man, if you were just married to someone else, it'd be so much better." Yeah, it, it kind of goes hand in hand, right, with the one if you were with someone else, it'd make you happy. Um, what would be better? I mean, that would be my question. And it goes back to at at some point you desired every waking moment with your spouse. What happened? You know, and, and it goes back to you didn't grow apart. You stopped growing together. And and today could be the day that you put a stake in the ground and say, you know what? I see where my marriage is going, but I'm going to stop it today. I've listened to this podcast and I don't want to continue the path it's going. You can change the path where your, where your marriage is going. It just starts with small changes. Yeah. And, and back to that, that phrase, whatever it is, it would be better. Mm. And, and we all can fill that, that two letter word with a ton of things. Financially, it would be better the uh the time i spend with that person would be better my job would be better i mean you, you know you could if, if i was with some if i was with someone else everything would be better and, and and again that's you are you are you are kidding yourself yeah if, if you think that it whatever it would be your marriage would be better um we're here to tell you it wouldn't no. because you're going to carry whatever you're hanging on to now into that next relationship. All right, Brian, the last one that we have. 
All right, the last one. If thing, when things get tough, the world says if you can just stick it out until the kids are out of the house, and then you can split. How many times have you seen this? With fr- I remember growing up, it happened all the time. You know, go off to college, come back at spring break or Christmas or summer break, and you find out that you you know some of your classmates' parents were divorced, or you know we see it in our neighborhoods with 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 families that have older kids and. And it seems to be happening even with younger kids now too. It's just it's just such a, a strange. It's just strange when you know people personally and out of the blue they're getting divorced. Yeah. And but back to this phrase, it happens a lot. Let's just hang on till the kids are out of the house. Once they're out of the house, let's split up and live our own lives. Mm. That's why you have to put effort into your marriage now. If you've got young kids or maybe you don't have kids, maybe you're married less than five years and you're listening to this podcast, you're going, I'm never, Brian and Shayla, I'm never going to ha- say any of these phrases. I'm never going to think these phrases. We hope you don't. Yeah. We hope you don't. And, and you know, that's why we pour into couples to help battle these these phrases that the enemy tries to give you. But uh, if if you're listening and you've got young kids, you have to put in the effort now. So you don't get to the point where you say, if we can just make it till the kids get out of the house. Yeah. Because like you said, Shayla, um, it only gets harder, right? Yeah. I mean, you can, you can sweep it under the rug as long as you want. And here's what, here's what we know. I would, Shayla, I would imagine, and I would bet that most people listening right now have either thought or said out loud one of these phrases or a some or a form of one of these phrases right they they've thought these things if i was with someone else if uh you know i just want to be with someone who'd make me happy um you know they've thrown out the word divorce i I would assume and bet that most people have probably said or thought these things would you agree yeah i would i know we have and because we created this list based on our (laughs) a lot of our experience our experience right and and what other people have shared with us, how they feel in their marriage. But to the listener, I, I will tell you, there was a time in our marriage that I was looking at other houses and thinking, well, if I lived in this house, then I could buy this car. Like I had, I had created a, a completely separate life away from Shayla. And if we would have went down that path, Shayla, would I have been happier? No, I, I know I wouldn't because I'm extremely happy and at peace and content with the life we have, mm-hmm. but it took some very intentional behavior and some very intentional communication on our part to get to where we are now. Um, I, I didn't even share this with you, but on my run on Saturday, uh, I ran by an apartment complex that could have been a completely different life for you when we were going through some of our junk and incredible tension in our marriage you were looking at apartments Mm -hmm. you know we had a home that we built together and you knew or you felt that our marriage was heading towards divorce and you began to look at apartment complexes and when I run by that apartment complex I'm not reminded every time because it's it's not that it's so far in the past that I don't think about it but every once in a while God you know opens my eyes and says hey Brian this is where Shayla was looking for for an apartment and it's not a sense of sadness for me. It's a sense of victory, right? Of, of healing and reconciliation. But I am reminded that 
that if we didn't put in the effort, you would have lived there. Yeah. And you would have went on your own way and I would have went on my own way and we probably would have both got married some uh, some other point and we probably both would have had kids and they wouldn't have been our kids. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, to think about, it, it makes my head hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me sad when I think about it, but also, again, it it brings me incredible uh, joy to know that we fought for it and here we are on the other side. And, and so I just share that with you as to the listener. Hey, we were in, we've been in your shoes. If you are in the struggle and you don't want to fight and you just think it would be easier if I was on my own or with someone else, don't give up. Yeah. And, and we up. get it. We get it. If you say I'm tired. Yeah. Cause we were tired too. Yeah. And man, that's when you rally in the troops and you really have, um, people, an army to, to fight for you, you know, and, yeah. and, and with you for your marriage. And, and again, I thought we talked about it in last week's episode, you've got to choose your people wisely. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that is, is key when you are dealing with conflict in, in a marriage. Um, but we, we promised that we would talk about, um, Giving our listeners some some pointers, right? Some takeaways. Some takeaways for um, fighting in your marriage and and what you can do. And I I think um, there there's several things, but first and foremost, I <laughs> I want to go back, Bri, when you and I um, when we did marriage counseling. Can you or not marriage uh, premarital counseling? Well, can we you did go we did plenty we, of marriage counseling yeah, as well. Lots of marriage counseling. There's no shame in that. But do you remember back when we did premarital counseling? That was a long time ago. Long time ago. Um, we were in love, so it was kind of blurry because it was like I don't need. We don't need counseling. We're just doing. We're just yeah. checking a box. Oh well, yeah. Let's checking a just, box. Just marry us, anyways. Um, you know our 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 pastor after doing some. Let, let's redefine that. The pastor who did the premarital counseling and the pastor who married us. There was no... There, There's no relationship. He's a very nice guy and a yes. great pastor, but he was not our pastor. No, he was not our pastor. We did not have... He was a pastor. Yeah, there you go. Um, we didn't have any sort of... There was no spiritual connection. Well, even you and I didn't have a spiritual connection yeah. at that point. Um, I remember he, he kind of did, I don't know, quizzes or, you know, some sort of like formula on us and personality uh, test. Yeah. And, and I remember like our last session with him, he says, you know, Hey, you know, guys, I think we can move forward with, you know, getting married. I'm like, all right, perfect. You know, come on, let's, let's get this done. And he said, there, there is a red flag though, that I, I kind of want to bring to your guys's attention. So it doesn't catch you off guard. And, um, you know, he said, after looking at the personality test, he said, you know, Brian, I, I, you know, I see what kind of personality you have and Shayla, I see what kind of personality you have. And I can see that there could be tension in your marriage, um, based on your personality types. And I'm like, what does this guy know about us? Like, come on. And <laughs> he said, Brian, I'm, I'm, going to describe you as, as you are a turtle and go back to last week's episode, because I quickly went over this about a turtle and a skunk, but he said, Brian, you're, you're a turtle. You're when conflict happens, you shrink into your, your shell and you take cover. And I remember he looked at me and he's like, and Shayla, you're more of a skunk. And I remember thinking this guy has no clue about me. And he just called me a skunk. I mean, there's nothing cute about a skunk. 
they're ugly and they stink. Like, I was offended, but I just rolled with it. And he said, when when conflict happens or you and Brian are going to be in a disagreement, Brian's going to shrink into his turtle shell. And you're going to spray like crazy. You're going to verbally spray emotionally. You'll be able to see outwardly that you're upset. And I'm just then just laughing, thinking this guy again, I, I don't, I don't do those things. And for the listener, that is totally how we are. And in the mentoring and in the marriage experience, we, we talk about that. It's part of what we talk about in, you know, our breakout sessions or, you know, uh, in the week, because think about it. What, what kind of animal are you when, when you're in a, in a fight or a disagreement with your spouse, you know? And I think that, um, that will, where all you turtles at, (laughs) where all you skunks at, um, I think that will give you kind of a, a but not, silly, yeah, but not just a, yeah, not just a skunk, skunk or turtle. No, though. but it will give you like a silly reminder that that is how God has created your spouse. Shayla, right? Shayla give an example of a, one of the couples that attended one of our marriage events. Yeah. So I love this. So we were going around the room. So we had a breakout session and everybody came back and they had to describe, they had to give themselves what kind of animal they are. Um, you know, I, I remember we know this couple so very, very well. And, and the husband says, well, I'm a gorilla. And I kind of was like, what, what do you mean by that? Like what, how does a gorilla fight? Well, I think we, we both first thought because this gentleman is very tall and like he has a big presence. Like, okay. Like king of the jungle just yeah you know, walks in a room and demands respect like okay yep get it yeah that's not where he was but going that is not where he was going all he said that um when tension happens in a marriage he wants to win at all costs he will pound his chest he wants the whole <laughs> forest to know that he is angry um and he said, that's, that's what kind of animal I am. And he said, there's, there's sadness in that. And, you know, to hear this a couple's story, um, you know, they have a remarkable story on how things were not good for their whole family. But once the mom and dad, the husband and wife started following Jesus and pursuing him, how things drastically changed in their family. Um, but he recognized that his fighting animal was a gorilla. I've also, um, I remember one, one girl said, well, I'm a cheetah. When, when fighting happens, I just run away. She avoids conflict, which causes more conflict, right? Because if you are not coming back together to figure it out, there's always going to be tension. Yeah. Another example, I think it was the wife to the gorilla and I think she was an eagle, right? Yes. She would, she would fly really high. She would evaluate the situation. She'd, Zone she'd, in. Yep. She'd look for her opportunity <laughs> for the for the weak, the weak prey, and she'd swoop in, attack the prey, and then fly s- away. Fly away. Swoop yeah. out. And it was great to hear how they have navigated that over the years of how they've learned to accept the fact that they that they resolve tension differently, but also appreciate 
the other person. Yeah. And that's such, that's such a key. I'm always going to be a turtle. Yeah. I can't change you. And you're always going to be a skunk. But what we've learned is I need to peek my head out of that turtle shell when tension hits mm -hmm. to at least acknowledge, okay, yeah, there's tension. Okay. Let, if you don't spray, I'll stick my head out a little bit further. But the moment you turn your tail, lift your tail up, guess what? I'm going back in my shell. Yeah. And so we've learned to navigate that. And are we, are we great at it? Well, we don't have time to fight. We don't have time to fight. But, but when things do get, you know, when there is tension, because we do have discussions, we know that you coming in just guns a blazing and tail lifted, <laughs> it's not going to do any good. No. Because I'm just going in the shell and I'm not coming out. Yeah. And then that, like you said, that causes more tension. So, um, just, you know, ha share that exercise with your spouse. You can ha have some fun with it. Figure out, you know, message us on, on Instagram or, uh, post to your stories and tag us at anguish hearts and just let us know. We'd love to hear what you are in your marriage. And, uh, for those of you listening that are not married, take notes because someday you're going to marry somebody that's either a skunk, a turtle, a gorilla, <laughs> a gorilla. an eagle, a cheetah. <laughs> Hopefully not a sloth because they were really <laughs> slow and they never get anything. Did you done. seriously just do that? Oh my gosh, I love it. So again, like as we are as we are giving you guys some takeaways, okay? Evaluate yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, look at yourself first. Determine what kind of fighter are you. Um And and here's here's a great exercise too. Husbands, this would be awesome. Once you determine what you are, go buy a stuffed animal of each <laughs> one. Our pastor, no, sorry, the pastor who married us for our wedding, he gave us a little back in the day and beanie, beanie babies. He gave us a skunk and a turtle and we still have them. And if you've been to our marriage events, you've seen them. We always bring them out and we share the story. And so if you come to a future marriage event, you'll see our turtle and skunk that we still have. And, it is. It's a great reminder. Yeah. And so husbands or wives, figure out what you are, go buy a couple and just to set in your home somewhere to, to let you know and, and to, to remind you how to handle conflict and conversation. Yeah. All right. Let's, All what, right. what else can we share with the listener? So I think another... Do you want to wrap? Are you done with that? Yeah. Okay. So that one up. again, I think, you know, recognizing what kind of, uh, of animal you are, what kind of fighter you are is is valuable because then you understand, you understand your spouse better. Um, kind of the second takeaway that I want the listener to do to, to take away today is allow your spouse to have their feelings. This one's a big one. This is one, this is really, really hard for, I think for husbands, but also it's hard for both. I would say it's hard for wives. Yeah. yeah and and it's especially hard for strong personalities. Yeah. Extremely hard for strong personalities. Because what what happens in an, in in conflict, okay, is you know, Brian, if you or I if you and I are in a disagreement and I tell you, "Hey, Brian, I feel belittled when you do that." What, you know, whatever that is, okay? And you look at me and say, no, you don't like, no, I, I'm sharing with you. Like I, I am feeling this way. You can't take away how I feel. And, and again, when you can use a statement of, 
Hey, Brian, I feel blank when you blank, right? Um, again, communication, we're going to talk about this a lot. Um, it's very important in a marriage, but if you don't share with your spouse how you're feeling, they don't know. Like there were years that I gave Brian mixed signals and I expected him to understand or kind of read my mind. And <laughs> I remember Brian saying, I can't read your mind. That's not fair. I, I don't know. Like you just said one thing, but you are doing the other thing. And I'm so confused right now. And, and it was because I was confused. Right. And, and when you are, and we'll get to this, when you are in a heated discussion, take a breather, take a step back and be able to have communication of, Hey, I feel this because, or I feel this when you, and, and then talk through that, you know, because a lot of times, Brian, if you say something and I take it the wrong way, and I say, hey, Brian, when when you said that, I felt I felt really, you know, sad or I felt like you didn't care about me. Then that opens it up for a conversation, not a fight. Yeah, it's good. And, and for the for the spouse, let, let's say your husband and wife both both listening and you want to implement this into your marriage. When your spouse says that phrase, hey, Shayla, when you I feel or or when you when you when you do something i feel don't cut them off don't like you said don't come back right away and say no you don't what are you talking about that's not what i meant like you have to listen first mm -hmm. because our, our natural instinct is to be combative and to be defensive and to go oh, i don't i don't make you feel that way or that that's not what my intent my intentions are well they might not be but you've got to you have to do it with a gentle voice, yeah. a gentle tone, a gentle heart and talk through it instead of both get defensive, put your walls up and you're not getting anywhere at that point. No. And so I, I love how you, how you shared that of let your spouse have their emotion. Yeah. And, and even as you're, if you're a parent, let your kids have their emotion. Don't suppress that emotion because all that's going to happen if I shut you down when you come to me with trying to share your emotions, Shayla, and your feelings, if I just keep shutting you down, guess what? It's going to either boil up or you're just going to completely shut down. And and this happens a lot in a marriage. The more passive spouse will give in, right? Yeah. And the more um, strong-willed spouse will win the battle, win the argument, only because the passive spouse doesn't want to deal with it. All right. What else do you have on your list? You know, I think the next um, takeaway, the next take, the the last, the last takeaway that we we really have for today is, um, we kind of shared and talked about it earlier, but fights come from our selfish desires, and so take that moment and check yourself. Right, look at the person in the mirror and. And what are you wanting to win out of a fight? Time is so valuable. Are you wanting to spend it fighting? Or are you wanting to spend your time enjoying life and enjoying a marriage, how God created it to be? 
That doesn't mean you're not going to have hard times, but where are you wasting your energy? You know, if, if, if you just fight and bicker and complain all the time in your marriage, you're missing out on so many good moments, many opportunities. Um, and Brian, would you read that verse in James that talks about um, the, the selfish desires? Where do our fights come from? Where, what inside of us, um, where does it start that, that we want to fight? Yeah, it's, uh, it's James 4, and uh, just start with verse 1. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us, but he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Mm. Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you're not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There's only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? It's a long, long passage there, but there's so much truth in that. What causes fights and quarrel among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? Mm. Most of the time, our fights and quarrels come from a battle from within. It's a battle with stress from work. It's a battle with a deadline. It's a battle with with kids. You know, if you're a stay-at-home mom, it's a battle with your kids all day. Uh, if It's a financial battle. It's a financial it's- battle. It's... Uh, you know, you're, you're going through an internal struggle and you don't know how to verbalize that. So you just, you pick fights and quarrels with your spouse. Most of the time, the tension in marriage comes from deep within our own selfish desires. Mm. And this passage talks about resist that, resist the enemy. The devil will flee from you. And Shale, I love, I, I love correlating scripture I love putting ourselves into scripture, right? To where you can, you can read. I mean, that's, that's the whole point of, of God's word. It's not to, to read some historical stories and go, Oh, that's great. That's nice. But it's to apply it in your own life. And I love in Matthew four, this is when Jesus was tested in the wilderness and uh, Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So Jesus is being tempted by the enemy after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Shale, do you think people are ever hungry? Yeah. I mean, of course, in this instance, instance, they're talking about Jesus being physically hungry, mm-hmm. but fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was exhausted. When we, when we work 60 hours a week, we're exhausted. When we are running on the hamster wheel, we are exhausted. 
The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. The second time, for, for the second time, Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. And the third time, in verse 8, it says, Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their splendor. All this I will give to you, he said, if you bow down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. Shayla, we can resist the devil by inviting Jesus into that temptation. Mm. Whatever that temptation is of fighting and quarreling and, and this temptation to, to pick on your spouse or this temptation to have these thoughts of when things get tough, the world says, we can resist that because Jesus already resisted it for us. And that's the part where people don't connect the dots. Jesus has felt exactly what we felt. Jesus has gone through exactly what we've gone through. Jesus was tempted and he said, away from me, Satan, and the enemy fleed. Invite Jesus into your marriage. You can, you can go through all these other points and you can incorporate the phrase, we don't have time to fight. You can figure out what animal you are and realize some of you are skunks and some of you are turtles. You can, uh, Find a trusted circle of friends where you can share some of your struggles in your marriage. You can do all these things that we talk about, but if you don't invite Jesus into your marriage, mm. you're spinning your wheels. Your tension will continue because we have to look at each other through the lens of Jesus. And once you start doing that, then all of a sudden those little flaws, those little things that seem to annoy you, all of a sudden you realize, you know what? That's just the way that God made my spouse. You can embrace that. And you that. can embrace yeah. that, right? Um, it is possible to have the marriage that God intended for you to have. We can stop fighting in our marriage and start fighting for our marriage. Invite Jesus into that and he will restore it. Let him fight for you. Let the king of kings fight for you. Let the creator of the universe fight for you. Because I promise you, when you invite him in, he will. Mm. Shayla, he was fighting for us when we didn't have the strength to fight for us. Absolutely, yes. And and still to this day, 14 years later after giving our, our marriage over to Jesus, we still rely on him to give us strength. And, and we can feel it. I mean, I can feel it personally. When things start to creep in and the tension and, and I start to get short or I start to get tired or stressed... And I start to take it out on you or the kids. If I can invite Jesus into that, okay, Jesus, just give me strength for today. Let me soak in your grace. Then th that mindset changes. Yeah. All right, I'm off my I'm off my soapbox. No, I over think here. I think it's great, Brian. I mean, I just I, takeaways again, man. If if you listen to last week and this week. If, take away one thing and, and change the mindset of, man, we don't have time to fight in our marriage. And, and I think that <laughs> let that be your motto, right? Let that, let that soak in and share that with your spouse. And, and again, 
figure out your, your spouse's personality. How do they, um, deal with conflict? Because again, that gives you, you know, it gives you, it opens your eyes. It gives you, um, kind of the reasoning behind why your spouse acts the way they do in conflict. I mean, Brian, for years, I thought that you just didn't care. Right. Yeah. And, and it wasn't that you didn't care. You I was just, just hiding in the shell. You were just you were you were hiding from conflict, and I wasn't and hiding. I was yeah. I was a I was just avoiding protecting, or protecting. Yeah, yeah, trying to protect myself from yeah. conflict. And um, so again, man, use the phrase "steal it from us." We don't have time to fight. Yeah. Um, learn your personality. Learn your spouse's personality. Embrace the differences. Embrace the differences. The third thing, man, allow your spouse to have those feelings. Um, the, the, I feel statement, right? I feel blank when you blank, um, again, use it, use it with your kids, use it. I mean, you know, it, it, it's a safe way to, to walk into a situation, right? And, um, you know, I mean, you, you can use it one or two ways, right? You can come at, come at your spouse with that. Well, I feel this when you, this, or you can say, you know, Hey, spouse, when you do this, this is how I feel and have a conversation about it. Right. And, and again, that goes to bullet point number four or number next or whatever we're at of gut check, reality check, look in the mirror. You are not perfect. What are your selfish desires? Are you walking into this argument to win it at all cost? Are you willing to meet your spouse halfway? You already know how you want to enter into this fight. Instead of entering it into it to fight and win at all cost, enter into it with Jesus. And, and, and I guarantee you the fight that lasts a week, two weeks, normally a month, six months will be resolved. And, and that's where God wants us to, to live in a marriage, right? God does not call us to live in a marriage where there's always chaos, always constant bickering and fighting. He wants love. He wants peace, but that's only going to happen when you invite him into the center of your marriage. And, you know, if you're listening today and you're like, I don't know what that looks like, reach out to us because we have had a marriage that has, that did not have Jesus at the center. And it was destructive. And, and now that we have the filter of Jesus, um, in our marriage, our marriage isn't perfect. We're not perfect people, but man, we know now what it means to live in a marriage as God intends for it to. So again, if you're listening today and you're just thinking, I, I, I need my spouse to listen to this because, you know, he fights this way or she fights this way. Um, start with little things, figure, figure things out, um, allow, allow feelings to happen and, and talk calmly. It's not, and, and I, that's coming from me who's a skunk, but right. The minute we raise our voice and it goes back to, would you treat your coworker that way? Would you treat your child this way? Would you treat your boss this way? If that answer is no, why would you treat your spouse this way? God specifically made your spouse for you. Why treat them that way? 
what a great way to finish. Shayla, I'm so glad that uh, we made the decision to fight together for our marriage. To you listening, it's so worth it. It is so worth it. Don't give up. Fight for it. It's worth it. It's worth it for your kids. It's worth worth it for generations to come. Just please don't give up. We believe in you. If, if you need somebody to help you, reach out. Our seven-week marriage mentoring program, we pour into couples. We help navigate. We help with communication. We help with conflict. If you are a leader at a church, invite us to come speak truth to your marriages within your church community. Uh, we're so passionate about this, as you can tell. We we could probably have paused this at halfway through and went, and went part three. Uh, this this is episode's a little bit longer than last week, but thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening all the way to the end and, and gathering uh, these takeaways. And I'm so just grateful, Shayla, we could do this together. Yeah, so fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. Uh, marriage is a lot of work, but it is the most rewarding relationship you'll have this side of heaven. Absolutely. We promise you that. All right. Thank you for checking us out. Once again, thank you for uh, continuing to come back. If today's episode encouraged you in any way, please share it. Share it on social media. Send that text message to someone. Make sure you share it with your spouse. Listen together. Uh, Really powerful if you can listen to this episode together. Talk through some of the things that we talked about. And uh, leave that uh, review and rating. Uh, It helps uh, get the word out there about our podcast. And... uh, keep coming back. We love hanging out with you each week, each Tuesday, new episode drops, inviting you into our living room to have real conversations about people being different. And remember your marriage is so worth it. Fight for it. Don't fight in it. And here's the thing. A marriage is a marathon. It's not a sprint and it's not me against you. You're in this together. Hmm. We keep that in mind. It's not you against your spouse. You are in it together. So this week, as you navigate the stresses of life with your spouse, don't forget to be different. Mm